this week in many churches, we hear the story of the Magi. We hear the story from Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, where we hear this. That after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in the territory of Judea, during the rule of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem, and they asked, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We've seen his star in the east, and we've come to honor him. And when King Herod heard this, he was troubled, and everyone in Jerusalem was troubled with him. He gathered all the chief priests and the legal experts and asked them where the Christ was to be born. And they said, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what the prophet wrote, You, Bethlehem, land of Judah, by no means are you least among the rulers of Judah, because from you will come one who governs, who will shepherd my people Israel. And when Herod secret, then Herod secretly called for the Magi and found out from them the time when the star had first appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you found him, report to me, so that I may too go and honor him. And when they heard the king, they went and, look, and looked. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stood over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and they saw the child with Mary, his mother, falling to their knees. They honored him. And then they opened their treasure chest and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Because they, but because they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they went back to their own country by another route. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So as we enter into a new year, um, many of us have resolutions that we have put forth. Some of us have already broken our resolutions. Some of us even say things like, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions, so we haven't really made any. But as we enter into this new year, our, our text kind of points us to, to two different types of people that can arise. We have the Magi. They were hoping for things to be different, to change. Um, we hear in the text that they had re- heard of the, the stories of the prophets, that they had been seeking this light, and when they sought the light, they went to find a new way. That they wanted something different than what they had become accustomed to, if you will. They, they didn't know what it would look like or how it would take form. They they were looking and seeking this new king and to show that they didn't even know what it was going to necessarily look like they they just said well the new king must be in the same place so they went to king herod and asked him they were seeking the same thing but in sort of a different form but christ does not come for us to have the same more of the same but but to change everything and to change us to, to lead us and to save us from our sins and ourselves, to, to shift and repent, to turn away from the ways in which we have been going. And then you have Herod. Herod is the one that doesn't really desire a, a change. As everything's great. There's no real need for me to improve or do differently. Um, his ignorance or unwillingness to admit need of change is kind of rooted in this, this sense of pride of, I've got this, I, I don't really need anybody's help. I'm the king. And we hear this in the fact of King Herod's plan, if you look throughout the scripture, is that 
as he tells the, uh, the Magi to come back to him and tell him where the king is, is because he has the desire to kill the one who will cause change. Kill this quote-unquote new king. Kill the one that is to come. Kill the one that will challenge his status quo and his way of doing things. One thing that cannot be denied from either side, though, is that there has been a child that is born. And that God has a plan in this, through this way in a manger. The light has entered into the world, and, and when we encounter the light of God, we cannot stay the same. That God is calling us to move and to grow and to change. But, but Herod, in his works to evade this plan, to, to try to t- keep things as they are, to keep hold of what he can control, to keep hold of his own power, he is refusing to acknowledge that there is any need for change. And how many of us have rooted ourselves in this same thought process? I'm good. I'm okay. If everyone was just like me, everything would be good. We, we cling to the things that we can control, to the status quo, to the things that we like, and we don't want things to change. If things can just stay the same, I'm okay. At least I know what it is. So where are you? As we enter into a new year, are, are you seeking change? Are you the one that realizes a need for change in, in your own heart and mind and in our world? Or are you just going to stay where you're at? Put your head in the sand and say, there is no need for change. I'm just going to stay where I'm at. I'm good. At least I know what's going on, kind of, somewhat. Or are you going to let this new year be the start of a new way? For you. As as Herod begins to fight this change, he finds himself sitting on his throne declaring, I am master, I am ruler, I am lord of this kingdom. And and likewise, many of us think that there is no room for change or growth in our own spiritual lives because we feel like we got it. We understand it. Our, our way of thinking, our way of believing, our way of reading is is the only true way. That, that what we are doing is placing, but what we do when we do this is we place ourselves on the throne of God. That we are the one to be emulated. We are the one to be followed. We are the example. But Christ is the example. We are called to seek Christ. We are called to, to grow in relationship with Christ. And, and so many of us think that we have God all figured out. And if we have God completely figured out, then our God is too small because our God is infinite and our minds are not they are finite. We cannot comprehend and understand all that God is. As Donald Miller is quoted as saying, I can no more understand the totality of God than the blueberry in my pancake can understand the totality of me. So we are called to grow in understanding and wisdom and faith of God day by day. But sadly, there are so many people in our world that prescribe to this way of thinking that they've got it all figured out. Or that, or that someone else has it all figured out, and so that they will fall in line with that belief, that ideology, because and will not even question or stray, will not wrestle with doubt, 
that, that we believe that someone else is the one to be followed or served. And it, it may take place in a, in a political party or ideology. It may be a pastor, a friend, a relative. But many of us have found one way of thinking, one way of believing, one way of, uh, that, that, is just, it's, that we become rooted in. And, and we mask it behind these labels of conservative or liberal or moderate. And, you, and, you, and we create cookie cutter boxes that I have to believe this so that I can fit in there. And that is the only correct way. That, that anything against this is wrong. And we are not even willing to entertain the thought that maybe we are the ones that are wrong. And the light of Christ is shining into our world saying that we need to change and grow and move. I love that as you drive around, many church signs in this season say things like, wise men still seek him. And, it, and as we think about this idea, we kind of, it causes us to kind of shift and see if we can put ourselves in the place of, of the magi, if you will. Um, that are, are, are we going to seek God more fully this year? Um, seek the idea that we may be wrong, we may need a change, we may need a shift in our own hearts and minds, in our own world. Are, are we going to seek God this new year? Are we going to seek a new way this new year? Because um, for many of us, if we look at the way in which our world and everything else is operating, we must admit that the old way is not working. And if we're going to come to the feet of God, then the question becomes, what, what will we bring to God? Many of us, we don't have frankincense and gold and myrrh. So what? What are we going to bring? And as we look throughout our scriptures, we find that this is what we're called to bring. And this is kind of where many of our New Year's resolutions become are rooted in. It's that idea of like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink less because when I do that, I make bad decisions. And so I'm going to do this. So I'm going to make some some shift in the way in which I act to appease God, whether it be drink less, whether it be cuss less, whether it, it be I'm not going to watch this, much, this as much, I'm not going to click on that stuff on the internet as much, whatever. And we, 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 we curb our actions to hopefully appease God. God, if I give up this little area, will you be better with me? Will it be okay? Or, or, or I'm going to lose weight in that idea of like, my body is a temple and so God, I want this to be the best temple it can be for you. Or, or we may even say things like, I'm going to read the Bible more, I'm going to pray more, I'm going to get back into church. And don't mishear me, all of these are good things. All of these things are probably things that God would be calling us to. But what God really wants us to bring is our sin and our shame, our hurt and our pain, our regrets and our fears our joy and our love, our praise and our honor. God wants us to bring it all, all that we currently are, and leave it there at the feet of Jesus, that we may, as the Magi do, leave a different way, a new way, shifted and changed because we have left our old selves there and said, God, take and guide me and direct me in the new way that you are calling me to. The term epiphany is marked by revelation of who God is and, and that God is here even in the midst of our darkness, that God is at work in the world despite the evil that does exist that God does not guarantee that bad things and evil things won't happen, but God does promise that we do not walk through life's dark valleys alone, 
that God is not naive about the evils of this world, and neither should we be, but that as we encounter the light of Christ, as we, as we enter into, as we find God made flesh away in a manger, that we also know that we find a way of hope, a way of peace, a way of joy, a way of love, that we, that we find reasons as we grow and change to celebrate that we may find a new way, a way and a major. Amen and amen.